You are listening to the Body Charge podcast, and I'm your host, Sandy Sanderson. Today's podcast is about the problem with losing weight being that you can find it again. Excessive weight is not only damaging to self-confidence, but is also very damaging for the body and ages us prematurely. If you feel like you are on a merry-go-round of weight loss strategies that don't seem to keep the weight off, you may be interested in what my special guest has to say. Ali Cass is a former bodybuilding pro turned functional health and fitness coach who helps stressed out women optimize their metabolism, up-level their mindset, and shift from surviving to thriving. Welcome aboard, Ali. I've been looking forward to this conversation. A lot of people have, you know, increasing Mm -hmm. weight loss issues and they're frustrated because no matter what they try, um, you know, whatever they find on the internet, um, it just maybe works for a little while and then you just roller coaster back into that same old mode. Um, and I believe there's a relationship between emotions, stress, and excessive weight gain. Can you elaborate on this a little bit more? Yes, 100%. So when I look at the relationship between something like stress, emotions, and how that impacts our body physiologically, particularly when it comes to gaining weight or being overweight or per- perhaps carrying around excess weight, I look at it in a couple of different ways. Um, so obviously, a lot of people... I being one of them, <laughs> have the tendency to um, gravitate toward food, gravitate toward unhealthy options, or just maybe unhealthy habits in general when they're stressed out, when they're feeling negative emotions, and they start to kind of live in that place of using food or using alcohol, let's say, or other um, toxic substances to kind of cope. Um, but what a lot of people don't realize is not only does their stress impact their body's ability to not just function optimally, but for them to lose weight. They also don't realize that every emotion that we experience produces a chemical effect in the body. So every time you have a thought that produces an emotion, whether it's, you know, I'm happy, I feel joy, or perhaps I feel sad, I feel angry, um, I'm feeling grief, that produces a neuropeptide and that has a chemical reaction that then occurs in the body, which then produces a physiological effect. So um, you could see this, you know, when you feel a little anxious and maybe you kind of get those butterflies in your stomach or when you get mad and you feel your face getting red and you feel like you're, you know, you're really getting heated. Um, If you think about it, these are very basic examples. Um, But oftentimes what I see, particularly in my clients, is that they are chronically stressed out. Perhaps they're carrying around emotions or what I like to call it emotional baggage from the past, whether that's past traumas or just things that they haven't really let go of. Um, And that starts to impact them at a physiological level, oftentimes manifesting as weight gain, inability to lose weight. Um, And that just kind of compounds from what I see, not just from the physical perspective, but from impacting someone's ability to also show up and do the things that they need to do in order to get rid of the weight and to live a healthier, happier lifestyle. Yeah, it can be a bit of a downward spiral, can't it? Because when the weight gets to a certain point, people lose their self-esteem. Mm-hmm. Um, they are worried about what other people think. They don't um, participate socially or out there in the world as much because they they kind of want to hide. And that means that they're, um, they're going backwards a little bit because it's a self-made prison, really, um, mm-hmm people then become very introspective and 
you know, they're not bouncing around ideas with other people and interacting socially. They're not getting the love um, that they so crave. Mm-hmm. Um, and so that's where the, the, the fridge becomes more important and uh, just getting that momentary temporary satisfaction from some carbs, which of course create a further downward spiral because we know that excessive carbohydrates produce excessive acidic wastes mm-hmm. and the acidity in the body affects metabolism. So we, we get like a very quick sugar high, but then we have a massive crash in metabolism and the body becomes quite acidic and acidic um, systems tend to put on weight. It's mm-hmm. very interesting because I found that um, the um, the fat that the body stores is associated with this buildup of toxic wastes and that in in a way it's kind of an insulator not just psychologically but physically in the body it insulates and protects our organs from this acidity Mm -hmm. so so it's um and I learned a lot about it too because I've been researching for many years in the area of magnesium that's my business electromagnesium.com.au we we supply natural uh, organic ingredient magnesium for the skin which you absorb without having to digest it which is another issue because people undergoing stress have a difficulty digesting properly Mm -hmm. and so you know the supplements or whatever else they're eating tend to be passed through without extracting all of the nutrients from the food Uh, So, you know, it's a bit like eating a lot and starving at the same time because the cells aren't getting the nutritional supply. So, um, yeah, it is a little bit of a downward spiral. Um, And what would you do with your clients to get them out of this loop, this this terrible loop, you know, this revolving door? How, How do you create an opening to turn it around? That's a great question. So typically what I do, I take a very individualized approach every single time I work with a client because I I don't believe that any one person is the same as anyone else, whether that's, you know, what's going on currently with your physiology or externally, you know, what's going on in your life? What is your capacity to make changes? What are your resources? What does that look like? So I try to meet my clients where they're at and create something that's custom for them. So when it comes to, and I'm, I'm very big, actually, the first thing I do with clients is typically take them through I wouldn't quite call it a detox per se, but it's making a lot of the foundational changes that reduce that toxic burden. We don't start counting calories. We don't look at macros. We don't get super specific on any one protocol. We don't get very nuanced at the very beginning, because like you said, um, oftentimes what is contributing to this issue is having that high toxic load. um, And the body's not going to function optimally no matter what we do, as long as that's still present. So uh, with clients, I typically just try to pick one to two things that are going to be feasible for them. So uh, whether that's, you know, drinking more water, getting more minerals, um, I do a full diet analysis with people so I can see what their intake is like from a vitamin and mineral perspective. I'm a big fan of supplements, high quality supplements um, for a very specific purpose and a very specific time frame. Magnesium is something that most of my clients take. <laughs> so I really resonate with that. But I think for people just identifying one thing. Um, and what I do during my intake process, it's pretty lengthy intake process. And so I'm able to kind of see what are their big rocks or what are the big 
things or big issues that are kind of standing in their way. And we just try to tackle one at a time. And I find that when, um, you know, it's really easy to think about all of the things that we can change and get really gung-ho and want to go from zero to 60 in like two seconds and get there as fast as we can. But for most people, that's not going to be sustainable. That's going to result in that weight coming back. They're not going to necessarily make the changes or the habits that are needed for long-term results. And what I find with quick fixes particularly is that anytime we want to truly change something in our life, particularly our body, our health, our physiology, it requires almost a level of an identity shift. And that sometimes takes time. Um, so with clients, I often look at, you know, what is the story that they're living in? Are they telling themselves that I am this overweight person? I've always been this way. Um, it runs in my family. Like, what is that narrative? And how can we break that yeah. so that they can become more empowered to do the things that they need to do and to you know, write, <laughs> write a new story for themselves. And so I like to really just identify one thing <clears throat> that we can start doing and that we can do really well. And then we start to build on that. And before you know it, it's like, you know, putting a dollar in your piggy bank every single day. Um, if your piggy bank was earning interest, eventually that would start growing exponentially. And so in my opinion, it kind of works the same way with health and with changes because um, they might not seem impactful at first, but the more you do them, and the more consistent you become and the more you add to it, you just start to see that growth. Like all of a sudden, one day you're like, what happened? <laughs> yeah. I didn't notice any changes. And now all of a sudden, it seems like so many things have changed. I like that little step-by-step. Step. It's all baby steps, isn't it? Especially mm -hmm. when you're unraveling really old habits that are yep. so deep and ingrained and seem insurpassable. But when you're on your own, everything seems impossible but when you have help uh coaching help that's very positive that gives you the program gives you little steps I think that makes a lot of sense then they can have small triumphs mm -hmm. along the way and feel empowered then to do the next thing in the program right. and when I, years ago um when I uh, moved I weaned myself off sugar sweet things anything sweet and now if I, if someone gives me something sweet, even just a tiny little bite, I taste this. I can't, cannot tolerate it. I cannot tolerate the sweet taste. It's yucky. Mm. Isn't it funny? Because we, we can actually retrain ourselves to like healthy lifestyle, yeah. to like healthy foods. And when we encounter something which is corrupting, it's really abhorrent. Mm -hmm. It's like someone who, I guess, um, doesn't smoke encountering someone who smokes and it's very offensive but for the person smoking they don't notice anything different to them it's all normal right. <laughs> so establishing a new norm is what you're doing mm -hmm. isn't it absolutely yep and I actually love that that's one of my favorite things when I see clients who let's say they've made really positive changes they're feeling better they've made a lot of progress and maybe they go to a social event or they they are in an environment where they revert back to an old habit and then they're almost immediately able to have that same reaction and realize like, wow, I don't feel good with this. I actually, I, I that's one of my favorite things to witness because it's that light bulb moment for them of like, wow, I felt this way like so much that I didn't even realize I was feeling this way until I started making the necessary changes that I needed to make. And now I now see where I was at and how much further along I am. And I think 
being able to see that difference is really reaffirming because you can, I'm the same way. I, I'm not a big sweet eater anymore. And with the minute that I go back to it, I'm like, Oh, I don't feel good. I don't really like the taste. I don't enjoy it anymore. And so I think to be able to, you know, take that step back sometimes and realize how far you've come is also really important in the journey as well. Yes. To review, to review and confirm when it's, it's almost a self-correcting process, isn't it? When you go through that reviewing process, it confirms, Oh yeah, well that part worked that that was right. I'm going to do that again. I'll keep doing that. Yeah, very important. It's almost to me like the rest and recovery phase that you you have a, a push with, of action and then you need to rest and recover from that to build up again for the next action. And so normal rhythmic life works in waves and rhythms like that. And if we ignore the rhythms, if we don't have enough rest, for instance, enough sleep, that then increases the stress on the body. And that it, that then um, blocks the uh, the cleansing process. It blocks the met- it inhibits the metabolism. So sleeping properly and sleeping deeply and having a refreshing sleep actually helps us lose weight even by itself. So um, and and that's where magnesium comes in as well. Um, putting it on before bed helps calm the whole cardiovascular system and relax us and put us into a deeper state. And studies have shown that it does inhibit, it blocks the activity of um, adrenaline. So that's the stress hormone. So it's like a seesaw effect. As you increase the magnesium, it suppresses the the, the stress hormone, and then we can relax better for a better sleep. Really, really important for sleeping, uh, as are other methods, you know, meditation and putting on nice music and avoiding the blue screen too late at night. <laughs> Lots of techniques. Yes. I, I guess you teach people everything that they need to, you know, be mindful of really in their, um, do, do they have a journal? Do you work them through, um, you know, because you've got to raise it into the conscious mind what they've been doing that that have that's been on autopilot. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of people don't realize sometimes what they're doing. It's almost like um, they're not even aware of what they're doing. Right. I do have clients journal. It depends on the client. I utilize every modality that you just mentioned or every technique rather is something that I implement with at least all of my clients at some point. It's just depends on what they resonate with. I, again, I try, I'm a big advocate of all of those. And so, um, I try to kind of match or mirror what I think is going to be best for the individual, but to the point of bringing, you know, to the conscious mind, you know, what's been going on. And, and that's like one of the things that I will talk with clients about. So I'm very big on relationships first. So, um, I have a very good relationship with every single one of my clients. It's, um, a very like bi-directional relationship. So, um, you know, we're checking in multiple times throughout the week. Some clients I talk to almost every day, others not as much, and that's okay. It just depends on what they need. Um, but I really try to encourage that and start to ask those questions, whether it's, you know, in a journal, giving them prompts, or whether it's really just through the conversational aspect of our coaching relationship to help them, you know, bring those patterns to the surface. So, you know, oftentimes we're able to see, where somebody kind of keeps getting tripped up and identify that behavior. Um, and it's it's so interesting because, you know, sometimes just the simple act of, you know, digging in with a client and asking them questions about when that started, what was going on in their life at the time? What are, you know, or what are they feeling when they they start to do that thing? What are the triggers? Um, and just, 
Exactly. And, you know, what is the emotional state? Is there, um, you know, is an internal trigger, external trigger? So just helping them bring that awareness. I've seen light bulb moments for so many of my clients who just have never really taken the time to slow down and put the intention into the thought process of why it is that we're doing what we're doing. And, you know, I could probably say the same for myself at certain areas of my life, but, you know, if we take the time to just pause take a step back and kind of reevaluate and start asking ourselves some of these, these questions, it can be very enlightening what comes to the surface. Yes, absolutely. And the other thing I just wanted to touch on too, is that it's more than um, uh, a self-image thing. We lose weight because we want to be healthy. At the end of the day, we want longevity. We want anti-aging. We want to have nicer skin um, and you know, if if you've got a toxic load you're carrying that you can't shed, eventually the the liver starts to struggle and we get mm-hmm. skin issues and eruptions. We can get rashes and eczema and psoriasis and, you know, lumps and bumps and things that shouldn't be there, um, which are signs and signals that something's wrong. The body is suffering and mm-hmm. and there's a problem to solve. So, um, so people must, um, in that evaluation program, process um be able to review and go oh yes um during this process i i had sometimes an eruption of of that toxicity signs that something is coming out of my body that it's shedding and then a resolution so do you take them through those patterns so that they can expect um certain symptoms along the way so that they're not frightened Absolutely. So again, kind of depending on the client, um, certain clients that I feel have the capacity and are more open to going into something a little more in depth, I've taken clients through much more advanced, what I would call it cleanses and kind of detox methods. Others, we take a very light approach and we just might have a longer time span in which we're doing it. But yes, I always preface it um, because you, you know, Herxheimer's reaction. So sometimes it gets worse before it gets better and kind of understanding um, or managing rather that that balance of what is the reaction of my body is purging these toxins and that is a positive thing even if it doesn't feel positive in the moment versus what am I truly reacting to something in a negative way um, and I need to go a different route so it I think a lot of people um, you know my experience if you're doing something on your own or maybe you're just naturally going through some sort of detoxification process um, and you start to feel that reaction, it can be kind of scary and you can have that tendency of like, oh, oh no, this doesn't feel good or this doesn't feel right. And then you want to, you want to stop and just go back to what you were doing. But sometimes um, that can be part of the healing process. Yeah. So it's good that you can get to know your clients and Mm -hmm. adjust the program to cater for the individual needs oh we have different genes different backgrounds different experiences and not one t-shirt fits all does it right and one of the things that I think is most important at least for me and my relationship with my clients is having their buy-in so you know the placebo effect is real so I never want to you know force someone or push something on someone that they don't feel comfortable with and that's where I do a lot of educating and a lot of just sitting down with someone and explaining the process and why it is that we're doing what we're doing or why this would be a viable approach. Um, but at the end of the day, I'm a big believer that, you know, we're all um, autonomous in our decision-making and we need to take ownership of our health and of our bodies. And so 
my role with my clients is to help them be that advocate for themselves and give them the tools, the education, the strategies, and the support. But at the end of the day, it, it has to be their decision. And, um, you know, and I say this to clients too, who choose to go in you know, the Western medicine route with certain things, um, or, you know, maybe they choose to go a more holistic alternative route. Um, doesn't matter which route you choose, you have to own your decision and you have to stand by that decision 100%, no matter what it is that you're doing. It's about taking responsibility, isn't it? Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Yeah, so, so that leads me to another thought that oftentimes people hang on to weight because it's a comfort zone and it's the devil they know rather than the devil they don't. And it can be a little bit fear-provoking sometimes to think of themselves differently, uh, you know, with a, a thinner physique, if they've not been used to it for a long time. It's like, do I want to step out into this other space and be like somebody else or do I want to stay in my comfort zone? And so I guess there's a very strong psychological uh, aspect to what you do in helping people. And mm-hmm. in fact, probably the majority of what you would do to help people is on a psychological level um you you know it's very important to have the physical things the nutrition the exercise you know the the sufficient rest but you've got to work both ends towards the middle for ultimate success don't you Yep, absolutely. It's funny that you say that too, because the further I get along in my my journey and my um, career as a coach, the more I realize how psychological it is, and the more I've grown in that realm because I've seen clients do you know all of the right things on paper when it comes to nutrition, exercise, etc., um, and still not quite get the level of results that I think are warranted. And I what I typically find um, is that it comes down to that psychological aspect. So I think there is that level of um, having that come comfort in, you know, knowing this is how I've always been. I might not be happy with it. It might not be pleasurable for me, but I'm comfortable with it because it's familiar. Um, and like anything in life, right? Like whether it's wanting to get to the next level in your career or making more money or, um, you know, going into a different type of relationship. Like if that's not something that you've experienced before, it can feel scary. And that's where I kind of work with my clients on trying to help them shift their identity. So how are they identifying now? Um, that's kind of keeping them in that place or just keeping them so drawn to that, that comfort. I also think there's a level of, um, safety as well when the body, you know, we talked about safety from toxins, but um, also safety from whether it was, you know, perhaps past trauma or abuse or other things. And so I oftentimes work really closely with mental health professionals. If I think that a client or, you know, in talking with them, um, I realize that there's a lot perhaps from their past that hasn't been unpacked, that's a little bit outside of my scope. So I think, you know, in my opinion, um, the health journey is a very emotional and spiritual journey as well. And sometimes that means, you know, kind of looking outside the realm of just nutrition or just exercise and looking at, you know, our, not just our mindset, but our mental health and what, again, what we're carrying there and what needs to be unpacked. Because I do think there's a level um, of safety that our body obviously tries to provide for us. And when we're living internally in that state of feeling unsafe, for whatever reason, it's going to continue to try to hold on to what it has to keep us safe. Well, that's really a background anxiety that's running like a viral program in the background, Mm -hmm. isn't it? That's feeling unsafe means that you're always, uh, uh, you've got to be on alert and careful and just around the corner, there might be something dangerous. Mm -hmm. And so you're 
stuck in this imaginary safe zone. But do you think it's also a little about self-love? And because you mentioned, you know, past traumas and, you know, as a child, maybe they were told you're not good enough and, you know, they had some negative reinforcement. And and as children, you know, we take everything on board, don't we? It gets stuck somewhere in the back of their subconscious and it keeps sabotaging things that we do in that, in our conscious mind. You know, we have goals and we want to get there, but there's something in the back that keeps eroding all the efforts and it has something to do with self-love it's about um, allowing yourself to receive good things and to receive love um, and to also love yourself because if you don't love yourself how can other people love you that's that's a big aspect isn't it with a lot of people mm-hmm. who are absolutely. dealing with weight issues oh They're, absolutely the weight becomes an insulation mm-hmm. and a protection in a sense right Absolutely. Um, I think as women, and I speak to that because I'm a woman and I coach primarily women, but I think that that's very prominent for us. Um, you know, a lot of us have been used to being the giver or, you know, showing up for others, the mother, the wife, the, um, perhaps, you know, you own a business and you're catering to clients, whatever it is. I was a caregiver for both of my parents as they battled cancer. Um, and so, you know, I learned from a very early age to show up for people, to care for people, um, things like that. And I think that it can be very hard to feel comfortable receiving and to feel worthy of that, especially if you grew up, um, you know, in a, in a household or in an environment where you were told that you weren't good enough, or you told, you were told those things or sent those messages. Um, I think there's definitely a level of people, women in particular, um, you know, needing to kind of relearn that, that ability to receive and be okay with it. I think that's why so many of us too, especially in um, you know our Western society, we're just go, 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 push, 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 do more, be more um, is sort of a way of validating that self-worth when in reality, we don't give ourselves the space and the capacity to receive that love, whether it's from ourselves, whether it's from other people um, or receive anything else that we desire. Yes, it's it's um, very interesting and very common Um phenomenon in our modern day societies yeah there's there's a lot of uh um bad behaviors out there and Mm -hmm. I think we it's easy to lose ourselves and to question ourselves and oh are they right or am I right or I think it's it's uh very important to reset the system if you've believed myths told to you by other people to go back to yourself and and recalibrate and feel what's real, experience mm-hmm. what's real, and reconnect with people that can help you. Um, I guess uh, establish the right kind of relationships as well in the right mm-hmm. form. And this is why it's so important to work mind with body mm-hmm. and spirit because we need the love, we need the nutrition, we need a lot of good water to drink with minerals in it for flushing yep. for for eliminating wastes because they're going to come no matter how good we are in our regime but you have to make sure you take out the garbage from time to time mm-hmm. and and uh yeah just um feed your body with all the things that it needs on an emotional level on a spiritual level you know mindfulness uh nutrition and sometimes we can get stuck if we're isolated and then it helps to reach out to a coach t- to help you get back on the right track. Mm-hmm. And so I, that's that's how I see that you and other people like you are doing such a good job 
um, to to be that helping hand when when they've tried so many things and they don't know what else to do. It's always good to have a, a guide to walk down the path you need to walk down and feel reassured it's the mm-hmm. right thing to do and um, and to give you feedback. And, you know, when things have gone well to clap for you and to, you know, be a cheer squad and, th- and that feeling of triumph needs to be reinforced then when people are actually achieving good things. Would you say that that's the crux of everything? Oh, absolutely. You summed it up beautifully. So when people need to um, contact you or find out more about what you do, where should they go? You can visit my website. It's www.allycasshealth.com or you can see me on Instagram. That's the platform that I'm primarily most active as far as social media is concerned. And that's at allycasshealth. Wonderful. Thank you so much for being a great guest on the Body Charge podcast. And um, I'm sure people will get a lot out of it and be interested to find out more. Thank you, Thank so, you much. so much. Thank you for having yep. me. Bye-bye. Bye. I hope you liked this conversation and will share it with others. Hear more from Body Charge on iTunes, Spotify, Stitcher, and wherever you get your podcasts. Subscribe to our newsletter to get updates on blogs, podcasts, videos, and magnesium special offers at electromagnesium.com.au. Relax, recharge, and recover.